What did we see from Romeo Dobbs specifically in that first preseason game now that we know that Aaron Rodgers wants more out of this rookie class? What can we expect moving forward? Lori Fitzpatrick from the Touchdown Wire joins us to talk about all things Romeo Dobbs. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Touchdown! You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's Summer Friday is Lori Fitzpatrick from the Touchdown Wire. She just did an awesome podcast with Dusty Evely, breaking down literally every snap of Romeo Dobbs from the first preseason game. Tonight is the second preseason game, so an opportunity here. One of the reasons why I wanted to do this was it's going to be a standalone Dobbs show, even though we already did one, a a rookie orientation series. We're not talking about rookie orientation anymore. We're talking about what we've seen on the field And it's not just going to be about Dobbs. We're going to do a little bit of receiver talk generally um, and and get into Jordan Love a little bit. Get into her journey as a football player. Yes, as a football player. Played in multiple different leagues. Uh, And so she's got a a really cool story that, that I think people should hear as well. Before we talk to her, let's talk about our friends at Dave. Dave is a unique app because we all need help from time to time financially. I know I have. And there were times early in my um, career when I was making very little money and I was, you know, I was eating canned, you know, from the, from the, the canned spaghetti I would be get the my own noodles, but the you know the the sauce off the off the shelf, and I was having it for like three meals, four meals. I'm like really trying to make those dollars stretch. By the way, nothing wrong with that that canned sauce. Some of that sauce is, is really good, but if you need help with your finances, Dave can do it. Dave is the banking app that can get you $500 instantly with extra cash. More money to fill your tank. Buy that wedding gift. Catch up on bills. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. And sign up for extra cash to get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees applies. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Joining me now from the Touchdown Wire Lori Fitzpatrick to break down all things Packers just did an awesome podcast with Dusty Evely. If you haven't watched it, go check it down. Uh, th- that was an hour and a half. I was teasing Dusty that now I had to carve out an hour and a half to watch that. And guess what I did? I found time to watch it because two people that I love to watch and listen and and read breakdown tape did it. Lori, it is great to be with you. Um, we have done this a lot on Twitter and now we get to do it in person, which I am very excited about. <laughs> So before you before you watched it, before you actually got to sit down and watch the Packers, 
when you went in, you had some sort of expectation, right? We all do going into wa- to watching it. What was what was something that stood out to you that was different than what you expected? Oh, th- whether it's a concept, a player, whatever it is, what was something that we were like, oh, this is interesting? Uh, bef- like after I watched the yeah. film, mm-hmm. um, that he got open more than he actually got the ball. Talking about Romeo Dobbs now. Yes, yes. Sorry, Dobbs. Yep. He he got open a lot more, and I and I think that uh, there was a point where the coaching staff must have just said, "Give him the ball," because almost every single play he was getting open. So I wasn't expecting that. I thought, you know, maybe he basically he got it when uh, when he got open, and Love made the reads, and and you know, but you could see him going through the trial and error through each play until that big play happened. You know, there there was like the the release that he got off a little bit slower. And then the next play was overthrown. And then finally the play after that, the touchdown happened. So I was able to kind of see the whole buildup. Uh, and then finally we got to see, uh, you know, him score. So I thought that was interesting kind of going through the whole trial and error. He didn't just win off the bat. Like he didn't just come in and, and own it. I mean, obviously he, he played fantastic, but uh, it was cool to kind of see him go through um, you know, his, his development through each play. When, when you're looking at a receiver and you guys went very deep into what Romeo Dobbs was doing on every play. And, and I know you do a lot of pre-draft evaluation as well. You're, you're watching the tape a, a lot for in particular, you know, Jacksonville um, cause you're, you're in Florida and have covered that team when you're just looking at what, okay, this is what I want a receiver to do. These are the traits that I'm looking for. What's at the top of your list? Top is release without a doubt. Most, most people will say separation, but that comes from the release. So I think that's the most important thing. Um, because when, once you get to the top of your release and you're in a, let's say the defense is an off coverage, what that receiver does once he closes that gap between him and the defender means everything. Um, then, then it's up to the quarterback to make the throw. Obviously, it's awesome when guys can make that big play 50-50 catches like we saw Dobbs make. Um, but he wouldn't have gained that trust unless he got open from his releases. So that's definitely the the number one thing that I that I look for. Um, and then with release comes separation. So that would be number two. One of the things that that Romeo Dobbs has been able to do right away is show that he has a, a pretty, not necessarily varied release package right now, but he is effective at beating press with his feet. Um, guys don't even get a chance to get their hands on them. Like there was Nate Tice showed a clip. It was actually of Alec Pierce um, beating press. And there are a lot of people in the comments going, well, that's not press. It's like, no, no. He made it so the defender could not get his hands on him. That was how he won. It was still press coverage. That defender was still pressed up on him. What did you see from Dobbs in terms of being able to win at the line of scrimmage? How was he able to do it? Because some guys can do it with brute strength. Some can do it with speed. Some can do it where like, I'm just Deshaun Jackson. Like you just can't press me. Like I'm just too fast. I'll just run by you. So what did you see from Dobbs against the 49ers? It was really the explosion. Honestly, there was, there was a couple of times where he had, um, he had like a, a two-step release, uh, you know, so it would be two motions, and then he would explode off the one foot, 
you know, I like to call it a little shake and bake kind of. And then he explodes off that back foot and runs right by him. He did that a couple times. Um, but the two plays that he got by his defender really quickly was just a single move release. He just made one step, one false step to one side, uh, and then literally ran around the defender. So it was mostly soft press. So there are two kinds of presses. There's, you know, the press where he he's going to try to jam you at the line of scrimmage. Um, but I think even if the defenders were in like a hard press, uh, he would have been able to get around it anyway um, because I think he's fast enough. Um, but he can beat soft press with ease. So that that's definitely what he showed against multiple cornerbacks uh, again, you know, on the 49ers. So I thought that was awesome, but it was definitely that single move is his number one. So there's one play, you know, we don't have the play on tape, but I know you went over it, the overthrow on the go ball before the touchdown. So one of the things that I saw on tape with Dobbs in college was I felt like he needed to get a little stronger because he could get knocked off his path, which can throw off timing and and all kinds of other things. And it was interesting because on that play, he did get pressed. The defender was able to knock him off his path, but he was so explosive (laughs) that all of a sudden he stacks that corner and he's by him. And it's like, okay, well, it's almost, it was almost the, the negative, you know, the thing that I wrote in the the negative column, it didn't matter. He rendered it obsolete. First of all, do you remember the play that I'm talking about? Yeah. And, and what did you see on that one? Uh, yeah, I definitely remember the play. He fought through it. Uh, and that's exactly what he did on the, the opposite side later on in that, um, that one where he actually got the ball taken from him, I think, or when, yep. when he kind of, uh, you know, tried to break his fall. He's fighting like he's using his hands more uh, when he's getting around these guys, uh, even if he gets pushed off of his line, uh, like you say, which is the route. Uh, but, you know, we like to say line. So um, even if he gets pushed off of it, he still has the speed to get around him. Um, and I just I like the fact that he bounced back, that he recovered. And if it if it wasn't immediate, like right off of like right after the release, he fixed it in his stem. Or if it was then the very next play, uh, he definitely fights through uh, any of the physicality, uh, and he's able to he's able to win it with speed. Now with those overly physical guys, that's what I'm kind of excited for um, because now defenses have defenses have his his film, uh, so that will be interesting to kind of see how he does. Uh, like throughout the beginning, the first quarter of the season um, to see how much more physical they get with him. Because like you said, they, he did kind of get knocked off a little bit um, and he was able to fight it. But I think it was because of the position that he was in on the field, the leverage that he got. Um, if he doesn't get much leverage and maybe he's in more of a spread offense, that might be a little bit tougher for him to be able to work around it because he doesn't he doesn't have as much room. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. When you think about... Uh, the the ideal role for him. It doesn't look like he's he's going to be at least right away in the top three receivers for the Packers. It's going to be Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and Sammy Watkins in in most of their uh, eleven personnel sets. If you were just going to say, okay, based on what I've seen, this is the ideal fit for him early on. What is that? If you're a coach and you're saying, okay, I want to put this guy in my offense and just parachute him in, what does that role look like? Honestly, he he has the height 
to do the jump balls to be that outside boundary receiver. But I really liked what he could do in the slot too. Honestly, like when he was in those stacked, uh, using those stack sets, uh, yeah, he had a little bit of space because of that stack. Uh, but that's how you use guys in the slot. You you can use them, you can use their speed, and you can put them in different formations to kind of, uh, you know, exploit the defenders uh, to kind of get them off of the line of scrimmage a little bit. So if anything, you know, an X that moves around, um, because. Just because you're an X, it doesn't mean you're in one, you know, specific spot. You could be, you know, the X that's the single receiver on one side. And I think he could do fine uh, against, you know, one corner. And then, you know, you have maybe the safety paying attention to the trips on the other side of the field. So I would say maybe, you know, an X that that can move around. And that was Devontae Adams, by the way. They played him in the slot a bunch. The Packers did. And we're seeing this more and more around the league where teams are saying, why would we, if we have this really awesome playmaker, why would we just say, okay, you have to play on this side of the field? The idea of like a, a flanker, which is even outdated vernacular, uh, is is outmoded now. I mean, this is this is an, an anachronistic concept in a lot of ways. So I'm I'm really excited to see the ways that but that, that they can use him. Um his ability to win vertically is I think the thing right now in his game that that is most ready to go. Are there other things that that you saw that made you believe he can be a more varied route runner because I think that's the next step for him. Sometimes he'll do it. Like in practice against the Saints during practice he he ran a little chair route and it was just like Oh, okay. And then another time he ran an out and up that was this sort of rounded mess and he was just fast enough to make it work. So did did you see things that made you go, oh, I think there's more there in terms of a guy who can be a more nuanced route runner? Uh, I think it's there just because I could see the potential. Um, but I wouldn't throw him out there just yet. Um, I think there's those little things that he needs to show it's only been one preseason game so even saying this i feel bad like even mentioning it because <laughs> it's like how do you really know and it's like you don't number one it's with love it's not even with aaron Rodgers. so he could you put aaron Rodgers in there and you know all these little things are thrown out the window um but that being said uh there are some little maybe head fakes I would like to see some, you know, false steps, some, you know, misdirections that would be kind of cool to see at the top of his route um, to move those defenders a little bit more. Um, but I think he's he adjusted really well to the balls that were that were underthrown, that were, you know, maybe they came out a little bit late. So I think he can adjust and make those catches anyway. Um but uh, I would say, you know, he does still have a little bit to work on when he gets to like when he's exiting his release uh, and, you know, maybe trying to move his defender. He could maybe do a little bit more in terms of that. Um, but otherwise, you know, I think it'll just it'll take a little bit. And I'm interested to see how he works with Rodgers because Rodgers is going to make him look so much better than he already does look. And he already looks really good. So. I'm looking it, it's to. also, I mean, we, we, this has been talked about ad nauseum and we're not going to dive into it about, you know, Aaron Rodgers expectations and wanting the mental mistakes. I mean, there are, this is an offense that requires a lot of its receivers to say, okay, we, you see this coverage and that makes you do either this or this, right? So you need yeah. to see the game. And this is something that you hear Rodgers say all the time 
and the coaches say, we want the receivers to see the game through the eyes of the quarterback. And I think that mm-hmm. is just something too, that once he gets that, like, I think everything else is going to kind of fall into place for him. One thing I want to ask you related to Dobbs, but that is not specifically about Romeo Dobbs. As you're watching, he's playing with a quarterback, right? That is an essential part of evaluating a receiver is understanding what the quarterback is doing for him and not doing for him. What did you think of Jordan Love as you're as you're watching Dobbs try and do whatever he can do on the field? It's tough because I don't think we necessarily saw a lot, but I didn't I didn't like many of his throws. Um, you know, Dobbs had to do a lot of adjusting. He made Dobbs look a lot better uh because of um, no, I'm sorry. Dobbs made him look better <laughs> uh, because of how, how much he had to adjust to uh, some of the balls that were thrown. Um, I didn't even really look at the interceptions, to be honest. I think I think Dusty and I may have seen like two. Uh, and one of them, Dobbs should have It's tough when you have to think of how many. Uh, did I see all of them? Did I? Did I, well, yeah. I saw two of the three. Like, that's already like a bad place to be starting from. Yeah, no, I. I don't. Yeah, it's tough. I I don't. I didn't really break down the film for love. Uh, so I don't want to say anything that may that you know I could go back and say oh maybe that's that isn't necessarily a, an accurate evaluation. Um, but I just I saw you know some underthrown balls, some balls that were late coming out. Um, he didn't step into the pocket as much as I would have liked him to. Uh, so you know there were some things that obviously I didn't like. Um, but you know, I, I am looking forward to see what he does in the second week of preseason. You know, I think that's, he needs that's all the time totally fair. I, frankly, yeah. Lori, I wish more people would say, cause I do this sometimes where I'm just like, I don't know. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't pay enough or I don't know enough, um, to evaluate this particular thing. It's why I have like Joe Thomas come on and talk about or Brandon Thorne come on and talk about offensive line. That's a blind spot for me. Like I, I don't know. Even if I studied yeah. it, I wouldn't always know exactly what I was looking at. Yeah, so like I'll see I appreciate then, you just being like, nah, yeah. I, yeah, well, sometimes exactly. I, I wasn't I wasn't looking at it for that. So that 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 is totally fine. <laughs> I I am am asking this because I think uh it is interesting for my audience, but also because I don't actually know the story of your football playing journey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I um I played in three different leagues, I played in the the IWFL. Uh, there's about 50 teams, so we traveled a lot. Um, I played on a team uh, in the IWFL for three years. Uh, then I played in the WFA. Uh, I, that was uh, for uh, Philadelphia uh, Liberty Bells. So we played against like the Pittsburgh good name. Passion. Yeah. We played against Pittsburgh Passion. We played it. I don't know if you know any of these teams, but um, uh, you know, a couple people that that played for these teams that I played against are actually coaches in the NFL now. Um, so it's 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 really cool. But yeah, we played against a bunch of a bunch of teams. Uh, you know, of of women that are that are super talented and they know a lot. And we went by NFL rules. Uh, so we had to watch the film. We had to grind it and. Because I, I learned this at like an older age, most fans are, you know, they played football in elementary school or in high school, 
you know, so Mm -hmm. they don't really remember the fundamentals. And I think that, you know, I was able to kind of like, I was able to play Madden. I was able to watch my brother play football. I was able to, you know, I I was really good friends with the, you know, even the coaches in my high school where I, I sat there and I watched practices. The only girl in the stands, like watching just a practice. I don't have a boyfriend on the team. No, I just did it because I I like to watch them practice. I like to watch the coaches coach, um, and uh, and yeah. So I played uh, for those two teams. Then I played uh, I played on. I'm gonna say the the bench for the lingerie league because uh, I didn't put on that outfit, but I definitely I was in the practices. They have a pretty extensive playbook. Those girls can hit, man. So um, you know, there's there's a lot of respect that goes out to them. You know, they basically put their bodies on the line uh, for fun. They don't get paid to do that. And, you know, they basically have to wear those uniforms in order to play. So, um, you know, obviously there are some players that maybe like that, um, but I know a lot of them would rather wear clothes. But um, so I'm I definitely like they deserve more respect. I don't even know if the league is around anymore, Um, but I pretty much joined that team. my quarterback that I played with was the quarterback of that team, the the lingerie team in, in Philadelphia. So I got to learn a lot from them too. So I played for a good, like five and a half, six years, um, like in, in my, like in my twenties. So yeah, it was fun, man. I, I learned a lot. Uh, and, uh, you know, luckily I wish I would have gotten into the, this football side sooner. Um, you know, I took some time off after football and, uh, I had, I had a couple concussions, man. I'm, I'm not going to lie. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, I learned a lot and now I'm finally in the actual game and, and I'm able to kind of reiterate the things, uh, that I learned back in the day. So it's, uh, it's cool to kind of see what I learned and I throw it out there on Twitter and even the guys like Brandon Thorne and, uh, OL Masterlines are like, yeah, that's it. And I'm like, I'm just telling you what I learned, like, and I'm just right. Like, it's, it's awesome. Like, you know, I'm just trying to, just trying to throw out as much knowledge as I can. And, uh, you know, I'm still learning the verbiage, the correct verbiage, because coaches all use different, they, they all use different terminology. And so did I. So, uh, you know, I'm still learning too. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's been an awesome ride. So, (laughs) That's amazing. Um, I knew, I would say I knew some of that just from following you on Twitter for a long time. I've, I've seen you say some of those things, but, um, I appreciate you sharing that, um, for no other reason than I was really curious. And so this is great. Um, thank you so much for, for coming on and then, um, let my listeners know where they can find the stuff that you do. Yeah. So on Twitter at Laurie Fitzpatrick, um, you guys can basically find me on there and also the touchdown wire. Uh, so USA Today touchdown wire. Uh, I'm with uh, Mark and Doug, which are you know amazing guys. So I just want to throw them out there. Doug Farrar, Mark Schofield, they're awesome guys to be able to learn from as well. Uh, so yeah, touchdown wire and on Twitter, that's basically where I'm at right now. We we complete the trifecta because both of those guys have been on this show. I, I go way back with Doug, especially back to our SI days. So um, I'm gl- glad to make it three for three and we'll have to have you back again soon. Thanks, Lori. Thank you. Thanks to Lori for joining the show. It was great to talk to her. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at BetterHelp. There have been plenty of times in my life where I needed someone to talk to, someone to be there for me. And you can look around at the people in your life and sometimes 
The people closest to you are going through the same thing that you are and can't always be there for you the the way that you want to be. Or maybe you can't be there for them the way that you want to be. Having someone to talk to to help you through these times can be essential. And that's what BetterHelp can give you. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video calls or phone sessions. You don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to invest in yourself. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted every day. And they have a special offer for my listeners. Get 10% off your first listen at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash locked on. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. Now go make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Football. Find the intellectual expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings you 20 years of NFL experience and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. All right, Packers, Saints at it tonight. Preseason football in full effect for the Green Bay Packers. We're going to talk about it on Monday when we come back. Um, Cuts are coming. So a lot more to talk about here We're going to get to see Jordan Love again. We're going to get to see these receivers again. Maybe we'll get to see more of these defensive players that we didn't get to see in the first game. And it's sounding more and more like there are going to be players, real players who play that third preseason game. So we're going to have a lot to talk about coming up. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.